We back. Welcome to a special, back. a special back. episode of the court cast. As you can tell, it's me, the voice of reason, the voice of truth, the man who speaks the truth, only the truth, and nothing but the truth, as things have transpired in the past week would prove. Um, returning today, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself. The, the second in command to the blind witnesses, T. Shiesty, the one and only, the man who Joe Burrow stole his nickname from. Thank you for coming to the show. Again. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. And the black skip, Bayless, as you can see, <laughs> dressed over there in his fila, Kutuda B. Papa Jasko. Welcome to the mm. show, Femi. Mm. I'm, 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 I'm okay to be here, except uh, you that are dressed like you're about to objectify something. Oh, no. Mm. I have a lot of cases mm. to bring today. And mm. before we get into what transpired over the weekend, my first, what transpired? My first case today... Um, Sorry, one second. Let me bring out my defendant. Your defendant. Mm. <laughs> I would mm. like to summon Mr. James Harden to the stand. Mm. Mm, that's your defendant. So we Mr. James Harden, it says here that you took two shots in the closeout game of which you were down in your home against the number one seed Miami Heat in the second half. True or false? Hmm. That is true. That is true. That is okay. true. It says here that in 2015, mm-hmm. you, you, you were carried to a comeback against the only man who is a bigger butler than you in CP3 against the Clippers. <laughs> true or false? Your Honor, that would be true. Okay. It says here, in the conference final of game two, you turned the ball over with no time left on the clock that practically won the series for the Warriors. And in the closeout game five against the Warriors, you went two of 11 from the field or of three from free for 14 points and 12 turnovers. Is that true? Objective, my Lord. I would like to say that Golden State did not have enough strip clubs for me to be able to perform at my peak level. It also says here that in games five and six of the 2017 conference finals versus the San Antonio Spurs, keep in mind in game six, there was no Kawhi, no Tony Parker. You had more turnovers alone than the entire sports team in those two games. True or false? Your honor, or your honor, stats can be skewed. It also says that Kawhi sat out the last few minutes in game five and Harding did nothing except get blocked by a 42 year old man, Ginobili, on a potential game winner. True or false? Your honor, he was supposed to bite on the pump face. It also says here. That you had nine turnovers in the game. Your honor, your honor, it was that. And in closeout game six, you went 12 11 from the field, 10.6 turnovers, and you fouled out. And Kawhi did not play that game. Your honor. Now, now, I, it, it seems like a joke, but I was fuming. Ask Tosin, 
And if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see what everything James just you just see a series of tweets calling James Harden an embarrassment because that's what he is. It's an embarrassment. <laughs> shots in the second half of a closeout game six. Come on, bro. Come on. Come on, bro. The floor is yours. I'm done. Uh, y'all know. Y'all know. I'm not here to convince, to confuse, but to help you comprehend and apprehend on a couple situations. It was not my fault. It was all in beats. It was all in beats. But anyways, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, James Harden is in the laundry. He's done, bro. He's done. He's, he's in the laundry. That man, that man, that man needs to be dried off, man. That man is washed. And it's 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 sad to see because Tosin right here is sitting there like a prophet. Like he's if seeing only, this coming. If only we could see a smile on his face right now. <laughs> <laughs> he must be so happy. <laughs> it was so disappointing. Two he's probably shots sitting there in the thinking, second half. damn, I'm the voice of reason. Two shots, bro. Two shots. Two shots. You got, James Harden can attempt more than two shots. two shots on a broken leg. On a broken leg. Two shots. I, I'm sorry. The James Harden I know used to score 30 in 30 games. Like, bro. And I mean 30 consecutive games, averaging 30 points. I one season the man dropped 36, maybe being top five points per game in a regular season of all time. By a, especially by a guard. And to perform, go out and perform like that, knowing that your big man is carrying y'all on his last leg last life there's no injury he wasn't facing is it the back is it the wait can i ask you guys a question how much um like i don't know how much weight would you put on the hamstring injury thing oh zero oh that's my first song by chris brown zero (laughs) zero He was absolutely that that is an excuse. It's been over a year. A a true professional gets in the gym this past off-season and works on the hamstring injury rather than going 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 to strip clubs with little baby and eating honey buns after after the game and tell me, Oh, I swore we we ran our offense, swung the ball around, and he did get back to me. No, you're the point guard. Flat out and simple. I watched every dribble of that game. James Harden hit. He ran away from the moment. 1,000%. Time and time again, I saw him dash the ball to Tyrese Maxey and just stand in the corner. Saw him do the same thing to Tobias Harris. The the fact that Joel Embiid could get triple teamed on the same team that James Harden is playing him, playing on, that's an embarrassment. That is an embarrassment. They're not triple teaming Joel Embiid with Dame on the floor. Hell, they might not even double him with Dame on the floor. They're definitely not doubling him with Steph on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, man, that, that, that was a pathetic performance from James Harden. Pathetic. And to bring up pathetic. the hamstring is just an is just an excuse as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Well, I have another question. Today, I'm I'm not going to like, you know, bash James Harden. We've done that all, like I've done that for so long now. I just have questions for you guys, just to defend James Harden, if I can. Um, do you think him going from um, Houston to Brooklyn, where he played with two other superstars, affected his mentality and his uh, approach. What are we talking about, bro? 
Where you came see, to, see, okay, see, I'm already see, used to uh, deferring at this point. At the end see. of the day, you know something, at the end of the day, Tosin, you know, mm-hmm. he knows that everybody knows that James Harden is a pure scorer. That is a so the moment excuses, bro. Exactly. So the moment, whether he was with Kyrie and KD, he was with Embiid, Harden bro, should be averaging nothing less than 28 points. Bro, whether he was playing with God and Jesus Christ at center, he should be averaging nothing less than 28 points for 28 that Sixers team. He, James Harden should be able to... He should have been able to get one without Joel Embiid. Yes. He also should have been able to at least force a game set. Tosin, Joel Embiid has an orbital fracture. He has a fracture in his thumb. He has... um. He was he had back. just come out of concussion pro- protocol. He had a back injury, and God knows how long he's gonna play with that MCL injury. And they're triple teaming a, a man who is already dead. And, and 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 James Harden is on the floor and he's not giving you and any life. You I, I want you I want you to that. take in that James Harden had one good game in a six-game series. One he had one that's good game against the Raptors as well. That's not gonna cut it. That's pathetic. That's, not, and the thing that, is- that's going to lead me to my next question. Do you think he's deserving of the max contract? And I'll answer, hell no. Hell no. Not this current James Harden. 2019 Harden. 2019 Harden would get it in a heartbeat. Yeah? And the thing with those injuries for Embiid, the thing with those injuries for Embiid is, you know, he's cautious of every shot he's taking because he doesn't want to overcompensate. He doesn't want to... Do too much, like you know, what I'm saying, he doesn't want to do less. It was it's either front rim or back rim, no different. No, no, no. Why, no why wouldn't he average? No, he should be averaging on less. I don't care about ACC, the defense. James Hardy never give a damn about the defense for players. Fact, doesn't you want uh, would you offer James Harden the max? Nah, you know, I, I've, I've always said James Harden is like uh, to me at this point from this year's nets, he's like a glorified um, Rajon Rondo. Hmm. Where you are like playmaking, um, it is not yet to the point where um, defenders disrespect your shot, but he's getting there. At least I can really see that he's not the type of person that would average like twenty points per game. Um, he can pass the ball, but if he's not like the one facilitating, he's pointless on the court as well. He has to go and stand in the corner. Um, and when it comes to the defensive side, what um, Ben Simmons brought to the Sixers, he can't bring. So I I don't know why he'll be given a max contract. I think he, if anything, just because he's still able to get you constant double double, I would say, I would say is a is a star, and you shouldn't. Like I would give him like a one year contract, like the type of contract. Um, James Harden is not accepting a one year contract. No, it's not. I know, but that's all I'm offering him. Like type <laughs> of contract where I'm giving him like prove yourself type of deal. I'll give you here's the Dennis Schroeder con- contract. Two, I would, I would three million eighty four million. I would offer him a vet minimum, one thousand <laughs> percent. It's not your Camelo Anthony. Your honor, your honor. This is where I will come in to for my defendant. No, no, no. I would offer him a vet minimum. I was so upset. Vet minimum. When, when I watched Jim, Jimmy Butler, Piggy Tucker, and Bam Adebayo on, on Joel Embiid, who has half his body, and James Harden is on the same floor. Like, come on, bro. Come on. Like, James Harden should be disrespected that 
his superstar teammates. He's getting triple teamed with him on the floor. No, you could tell Joel was upset, and I can't wait to get into Joel too because I'm very disappointed in Joel. But why? Why? We we'll get into Joel. Like we we're, we've we've done enough of Harding. Why are you disappointed in Joel? Because there seems to be a constant theme with like how he handles his losses. teammates in in media and losses. How he ha- yeah no, and I, losses. I, I have no problem but with what he said about Harding. I mean, obviously, you are, what you, no, 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 what you, you know, pay your your upset you right now, right? Not, what you saying is no. not a lie, but how you like handle no, it is no, what I'm talking said, about. You, he said everyone is expecting him to be um, that Houston James Harden. That's not what he is right now. He's become more of a playmaker, and of course, in situations we wanted him to be more aggressive. But the same can be said for every single one of us. There's nothing wrong with okay. that. No, no, you, you like you. You can you can nuance the entire thing. You can nitpick and what no and be like, oh no, he said this at the end of the sentence. But the point is, he singled out James Harden in his conversation. No, because they like, asked him about James Harden. I I understand, but he could have not answered it. Like you can't you can't make the same mistake twice. Like you you saw what yeah. They, yeah, they well, he didn't make he he the Ben Simmons one straight up. He pointed the finger as Ben Simmons and said, "This is the reason we lost." But in, he, he took accountability as well as saying, oh, yeah, Harden he, is not no, that he, type of player anymore. No, but no, we, we, it's like, like saying, no disrespect, and then I proceed to disrespect you. No, but like, he, just because... There was nothing disrespectful no, about what he said. What he said was no, no, true. No, no, what I'm saying is, what, what I'm saying is, just because he said, just like everyone was, it doesn't make the fact that he singled out James Harden, and then he's basically saying, this was who we thought we were getting in the trade, and that is not who we got. Like that, that is this is the same man. The this is the same man that said this is the most wide open I've been in my whole like career. Like I, I, I understand, have, there, there's but there's nothing, who's, who's, but there's who's, nothing wrong with him saying that. It, it, that. It's like it's like when Braun said, "Oh, when Kyrie had zero assist and a couple turnovers, I can't remember the game." And Braun called him out. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you do it in a oh. respectful way and you don't throw him under the bus. Bron did not call him out. A Bron- reporter called him out and then Bron defended him in the con- um, in the in the answer. Every single time, like there's nothing wrong with Joel and Beat said. As far as he did not put all the blame on James Harden, because he said he himself he could have been better. He said the whole team themselves could have been more. He said the same thing with Ben Simmons stuff now also. No, like, but Ben Simmons, said come was, on, come on. That was that was a subliminal when he said when I think the game turned on his head when we had the chance to get it. I mean, obviously, I don't think I don't think James Harden would shrink like Ben Simmons. But what I'm saying is, but he did shrink is, like Ben Simmons is, in the fourth quarter of that series. No, in terms of like going into next season, as far as what Jim, um, Ben um, Joel said, honestly, I don't but know what, what I'm saying is there there is a pattern to how Joel Joel has responded I that I am not too fond of. Tosin, Tosin, didn't Marcus Smart come out and say something about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? Is that not what turned the series the season for the Boston Celtics? Accountability is a big part of basketball. And if, if as a superstar of your team, if you're not holding your teammates accountable, then I don't know what you're doing there. He held himself but, accountable. But, but, also, but also, if you have tried a particular method and he clearly fucked up yeah, but someone's the, That's why he went about it in a better way. That's why he went about it in a better way. Wait, Femi, Femi, do, do you think he went about it in a better way? 
I just say this. Uh, the pattern of Embiid, like, always, like, saying, you know, if he had said we all needed to be aggressive first before saying, you know, then you, like, uh, hardened though, even though we, like, at the end of the day, it did sound, the question was about Harden. So he had to center his question, center his answer around Harden. Okay, okay. Let, 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 let me ask you a question. If they ask, I don't think Russ, if they if they ask Westbrook that question, that oh, this person Westbrook would be like, we all needed to be aggressive. It's not just him. It's me. It's Bob. Russell yeah, would go straight like that. But yeah. Joel said, this man. We thought we were getting this man, and we didn't get this man. So it, it basically is like saying, oh yeah, we got fraud. No, no, we no. He said everyone thought we're getting the Houston James Harden. But he's more of a playmaker now. Let's not forget but, playmaker. But, he said he's more of a playmaker now. That's what he said. And let's not yeah, forget. But, but when, let's but not forget playmaker. Let's not forget playmaker James Harden was leading was in the leading the league for MVP until he got hurt last year. Let's not forget. Wait, wait, wait. It's no shade. Wait, wait, wait. There's no shade saying someone has become more of a playmaker than a scorer. I understand. I understand. But when you hear the sound bites from last year with Ben Simmons, it was not playmaking. What? I don't understand. So when you make a trade, when you make a trade and you bring in this other person, this superstar, is not primarily to come and uh, play mate. You are meant uh, to come and do what um, Ben Simmons, your problem with Ben Simmons was. Tosin, and he's not able to do that. Tosin, I'll be completely honest with you. I have zero issues with that statement. Nothing. Like, I don't see any problem with that statement. I I personally, I don't I don't see an issue with it, but it does, I do where I understand where Tosin is coming from. Like the way he came out, came out though. At first, when I first heard him say, I had to listen to it over a couple times. But when I first heard him say, it felt like Embiid was putting Harden under the bus, right? But then you have to take it into consideration. Embiid was injured, and they were expecting Harden to do what he was doing in Houston while Embiid was out, and Harden didn't do that because he was more of a playmaker. For me, that was, that was a, how I heard it the first time. For me, there's a thin line. Time. There's a thin line between accountability and throwing someone under the bus. Mm-hmm. And Embiid, as far as I'm concerned, listening to what Joel said, he managed to stay away from crossing that thin line. And I felt like he stuck with holding, holding. I, me, me, okay, can, can I say what I think personally? I think personally, Embiid is not accountable in like in any type of way, because. Every time I hear Embiid talk, Embiid will always start with, I have no excuse, and then proceed to give excuses. He no, will no, tell you, no, but you, so, no, no. So, you, so, Joel you, had wait, all wait, the injuries wait. in this world. I know, I, I, I understand that he has the, the best excuse in the world where no one can shit on him. But as far as being accountable, I don't know if he is. Because Joel will tell you, I did my job. Oh, this person do um that is supposed to do this is not my job. Let's not this forget is not he, his, his presence like, like alone. Ten, 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 his presence alone gave the Sixers a chance to win this series. But at the end of the day, he was as, a as far as man. leadership, as far as leadership, I don't think he has it because when you when you say you know okay, what? this is not my job, this is not my job. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just here to do this, and that's all. 
I don't think he, he galvanized everyone. We can't, we can't spend the whole day. Let's talk about the Heat. That was uh, Jimmy G. Buckets, arguably even the best player in the playoffs so far. Put up number of solid performances against Miami. Literally closed out um, Philly. Even the games they lost in Philly, he was aggressive. He put up, I think he had a 40-point game in the game where Harding went off in the fourth quarter. And do you... Um, how do I put this? What did the win against Philly tell you about the Miami Heat? Are they disrespected? What, what did it make it out for you to be? I've always overlooked Miami for some reason, even though they're number number one seed. It's because they don't have just, that guy that that makes you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no there's no catch to them. You know what I'm saying? But when you sit down to watch how they play. Like, it's almost like they're moving like a chain, fam. Defense, offense, it's just like, you know. And then you have Jimmy that's just going to give you proper mid-range buckets. He's going to get in the paint for you. And you know if Jimmy gets in the paint, problem for the Miami Heat is, from the Miami Heat is, when they apply heat is when Jimmy's getting into the paint and he's kicking out to his shooters. And they have shooters everywhere from, like, one through five, including Bam, just that in case. Brother Mark Struess, he, he, his jump shot you know, is pretty. Right, and they have the depth, too. So, like, um, what that team, what it's shown me is, is not all that glitters is gold, right? And um, they're a grit and grind team. And it's very fun to watch because it kind of reminds you of, like, a 90s team where it you don't is. know the star. It's well, like fun, don't clamp you harassing up. people on defense, bro. They'll be harassing you on defense and then, you know, still be giving you buckets on offense and pull you out on offense, like really push you out the gym. You know, so hmm. I, I wasn't really to them, but they have, you know, shown me something. Yeah, Tosin, what about you? Um, as a team, you didn't tell me nothing um, <laughs> because I expected them to win and they did what I expected them to. Um, they, they are the better team. They were more um, healthy in the right places. But individually, what it showed me was Bam is not a max player. Wow. Yet. His offensive game, but he has a shout for being the best defensive player in basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pat Bev Be- has his shouts no, he in doesn't. that as well. No, he you know Pat Bev is beverage, man. Pat Bev Come is on. a better presenter than he is a basketball player, but we'll get into that later. That man is beverage as hell. Okay, so, um, yeah, it just showed me Bam is, is not a max... Yeah, he's not showing me that he's a max player yet. Um, It also showed me that they are better without Kalari because the the couple of games Kalari managed to be um, healthy, they they lost those games. Two things and can be when, true. They can have good no, enough. absolutely. Two two things can be true, but also the way I saw the game, Lowry was a liability offensively and defensively. Offensively, so, yes. Defensively, I don't think Lowry can ever be a liability defensively. Okay, but I I was um obviously I don't want to see any, anybody hurt, but when I saw that he was injured, I thought. Um, it was a blessing in disguise for Miami Heat where they could continue with Vincent and um, Struess. Hmm. Um, and that ended up working out for them. 
Yeah, so individually, I, I saw like some sparks and a disapp- um, disappointment in BAM, but offense, um, as a team, there, yeah, who I thought they, or they did well, I expected them to do, do against Philly. Yep, and they're in the conference finals again, still staying in the East, Boston Celtics. I picked the Celtics to win the series in seven games, went out as, went according to plan. Um, I want to talk about that game six from Jason Tatum. What did that show you guys? Because to me, it just reaffirmed my belief that Jason Tatum is a superstar. And it has brought me to my next case. I would like to call Mr. Femi Oyetaya to the stand to see if he is ready to apologize to the court for claiming that Devin Booker is better than Jason Tatum. Floor is yours. Well, up until this point, I would (laughs) pick Booker over Tatum. But, you know, even Tatum has his inefficiencies here and there. Everyone has inefficient nights. I know, I know, I know. So does Booker, and Booker's just, you know, had one recently. Uh, yeah, we'll shitter. get into them later. But don't let me get, don't even get me started. I don't want to go, you know, fresh note. And, um, and to be honest, Tatum has shown me something this playoffs. He really has. And the thing is, he's not, there is, he's not like he hasn't shown me this before. Like, I've seen him go deep in the playoffs, for real, for real. But the thing is, I was only giving that Booker an excuse of that he hasn't had a comparable team. So I haven't seen Booker perform at the biggest stages yet, you know? And because, you know, when there's when there's more opportunities to play at, on the biggest stage, it's more likely that you're going, your name is going to grow far, faster and further, mm-hmm. right? Which is what I thought was happening with the Tatum Booker, you know, but when they had comparable teams, one shows up in the regular season, one goes on a magical run to the finals, like a magical run to the finals. Like now that we look back on it, and the second time that he had a comparable team, he flamed out. Yep. And that's 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 that's, that's, that's the yep. But with Tatum, you can all we can see, not just because he's had a comparable team, he's been consistent all through his playoffs run. He went shot for sure. To, yeah, went shot for sure for which, Giannis in that game six. Right? Which leads me to say that I would take Tatum over Brooke at this point. Okay, okay. That's all I wanted. Because it, he's been very consistent, way more consistent than Brooke has been. It's not like Booker is not a bucket. Booker is a bucket. But it's just Tatum is a more consistent super when it comes to the when all chips are pushed to the table, who would I rather have? And I would, right at this point in their careers, I would have Tatum at this point. Yep. Yep. So I am apologizing to the court. Okay. Uh, Tosin, what did that game in particular tell you about Tatum? Because to me, his game six and game seven reminded me, and I think I tweeted this, reminded me so much of what Kawhi did in the playoffs against the Mavs last year. Like um, the game was pretty much even in game six to Kawhi, and in this case, Tatum, just took over, going shot for shot with Giannis, making three-pointers, getting on ones, getting stops on the defensive end, you know, putting on a brilliant two-way masterpiece. And in game seven, and this is also coming off a pretty much down game in game five. 
And in game seven, he doesn't necessarily, he's not necessarily as aggressive as he was in game five, in game six, but he's getting his teammates involved. I saw him, you know, make the right play on dribble penetrations. Obviously, um, that would, you know, a couple swing passes and all of a sudden they got an open three. He trusted his teammate as well in game seven. If you watch that game seven, Grant Williams made his first three and missed the five of his next six. But he never lost trust in him. He was still kicking it to him wide open and telling him, listen, let it fly. They're disrespecting you by leaving you wide open. So I'm going to, you know, attack the paint, dribble, penetrate, kick it out, and you're going to make that shot because you're that guy. And shout out Grant Williams as well. To me, he was the MVP of the Boston Celtics this series. Yeah, he had off and on nights. But I don't think I've ever seen anyone do a better job of defending Giannis individually. Obviously, aside to what the Raptors did to him in 2019 than what Grant Williams did this year. Um, we'll get into Giannis later. He had a historic playoff run, but like still focusing on the Celtics. And no, for me, another person I have to mention, Al Holford. But I'm getting off track. Tosin, what, I was asking you a question. What did they show you about Jason Tatum? That Tatum, Tatum has arrived. Tatum has arrived. Um, I remember like the dunk on LeBron. Like he, everything has, that's crazy. <laughs> everything has just led up to this point. Like he has been growing right in front of eyes. Um, and to me, like his growth is not like meaningless growth. Like we've seen Devin Booker drop 70 points. Mm-hmm. We've seen Devin Booker do a lot of amazing things, but for the most part, they were useless or meaningless um things. But Tatum has always been. Like for me, his growth has always been like, yes, we know where this guy is going. He's going somewhere. He's going somewhere. And he could potentially take over the league. So when I watched that game, game five, yeah. game five, and he drops 40, 46, 46. was that with yeah, 46? And that's not even his career high in the playoffs. That's funny. But when he dropped 46 on, on Yanis, it was like efficiently as well. Um he doesn't force he doesn't force as much as like last year. You don't mm-hmm. seem like mm-hmm. ISO all the time. Mm-hmm. Step back, step left, step right. He <laughs> actually, his game is his game is balanced now. He 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 sees the offensive game at a slower pace. Like everything is slower to him. He sees it in the grander scale. Like he knows a second man is coming to him before they come and he's able to like give that pass to Graham Williams. I saw him give that pass to Graham Williams a lot of times for Grant Williams to shoot 15 threes. Mm-hmm. So for me, like Tatum, Tatum is here and he's ready to take over the league. So yeah, uh, that's why I saw. 1,000%. And um, in a lot of people's minds, the Boston Celtics are now the favorites to win the title, haven't knocked off the reigning champions, the Brooklyn Nets. But um, lastly on that series, Brooklyn Nets. Sorry, the Milwaukee Bucks. Lastly on that series, I want to talk about Giannis of what Femi calls him, I think they, you know how we compo because... But, correction, you should know. You should know, because <laughs> I think the man, <laughs> you should know how we compo. The man had, I think, 200 points, 100 rebounds, rebounds. 50 assists yes, yes, yes. Yeah. in a playoff series. Like... First man to do it. Like... I don't know. I don't know how you can come away from that series and not think Giannis is the best player in the world, even after a defeat. Skip. Tell me talk to Skip. Please, please. Like, 
to me, like I just sometimes I watch him and I'm like, how do you even guard this, bro? How do you guard this? Like it doesn't make sense to be that big, that strong, and that quick. It's uh, for me. If only he gets that jump shot right. He just needs one. His mid range is getting better. He needs one. He needs one summer with me. Let me be honest. <laughs> and he makes he makes them when they count. Like when it matters. He, he makes them when they count. Yeah. He makes them when. What they I count. was disappointed in in game seven is because they were stopping him from going into the paint, right? He started settling for those mid-ranges at on when they didn't even yeah, need but, when they but, didn't but even need to. The thing is, they built a wall. The Celtics made 22 threes, the Bucks made four. They were outscored by 51 from three-point line. That's, that's so that's, when Giannis that's... drives, kicks out, nobody's the, hitting. Grayson Allen is pretty much hitting children with his basketball from mm. this thing. Um, Wesley Matthews didn't hit. Bobby Portis shot well in the regular season. Drew Holiday did win them game five, but on the offensive end, not just in this series, but throughout the playoffs, he's been quite inefficient. True three, yeah. It was 0 for 5, 0 for 4 or 5 from 3 the other day. Um, Brooke Lopez, but shout out Drew Holiday game five, though. Yeah, yeah, those plays were iconic. Brooke Lopez oh dominating in the first half. I think he has 12 points. All of a sudden, yeah. he decides, nah, man, I'm the seven-foot Steph Curry. I'm going to be pulling up from 30. He's going to need help. He's going to need help. I also questioned the Bucks' decision to leave Grant Williams, a 47% three-point shooter, wide open. Well, like, like that, I, I, I don't understand the defensive scheme. But on the balance of things, I, I can say with my chest, the Bucks win this series in six games if Chris Middleton is available. I'm no, sure. like there is no question. So, is there any no further question. thoughts on the series? Um, um, just on Yanis, I would um like to say, Yanis reminded me, like Yanis was amazing, like put on a valiant effort, like in seven games, but he reminded me of when KD faced Yanis last year without his own superstars as well, and he took it to Game Seven dragging his teammates so i know like we're kd had a better game seven performance yes i know like we're all prisoner of the moment but i didn't want to like go into the controversial aspect of things but i want to say like if yanis could find in his game where he has more a lot more easy shots to make he can pace himself and his um energy towards the end of the game because yanis was gassed was missing shots at the rim Towards yeah. the end, um, in the fourth quarter, and that's Game because seven. he plays. He plays. He 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 has or he has to do too much to score every single basket. He has to do too much on defense, so he really has no time to pace himself. So if he has a couple of um, easy baskets to make, he can actually save up some energy. And I agree with you in pacing yourself, but in my, it, 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 for me, it comes down to those offensive fouls. Like, Giannis set the record for the most offensive fouls in the playoffs with 21. He had it in 12 games. He tied uh, Dwight Howard. Difference is, uh, Dwight Howard got it in that 9 run when they went to the finals, and he did it in 23 games. Giannis had 21 in 12 games. That's the difference. Like, you, if you pace yourself, you a lot of time you won't find, you know, you find that you can be able to avoid those charges, get better control, finish at the, at the end of the day these will be blocks instead of you know charges yeah 
But at the end of the day, he still put on a valiant effort. It was a great series from him. Every single game, Milwaukee won. He had his fingerprints on it. Even the games that Boston ended up winning, he had his fingerprints on it. Let's not forget, he went 44, 20, and 7, I think, in the game that Jason Tatum had 46. That's crazy. Exactly. So, a big game up. He deserves every single praise he's going to get. Um, but now it's the Celtics box conference finals. Obviously, we saw game one today. Celtics uh, we'll, Miami. Celtics Miami. Sorry, we saw game one today. We'll not really get into too much detail, but um, you know what? What did you guys make of game one? Uh, Miami just came out to play, and Boston was only for the moment. Yeah. So, so, what about yeah. you? Um, I'll hold for Dean play. Uh, Marcus Smart didn't play. That's not, that's my headline. Not to sound like a hater, but I 1000% agree with you. To me, the yeah. Celtics in that second half looked like a team that was missing their starting point guard and their starting power forward. That's yeah. just what it was to me. And I think they I think they get Marcus Smart back in the next game. They get um, Al Horford probably in game three. And I think they close out the series in six. I think they win game two as well. I definitely think they still one on the road. They they had it going in the first half. Miami just, you know, came out and showed why they yeah. were the number one seed. And Jimmy, Jimmy, was, Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy was crazy today. Jimmy and put on a masterpiece. Play of Jimmy is, is different. Play of Jimmy is different. I thought it was just the bubble, but uh, he's actually yeah. showing that he, he can play ball. So your predictions for the series, what do you guys have? I have the Celtics and six. Um, I, I, before I give my prediction, I have retired from predicting things because <laughs> my bracket is in Yo, hell. Have you seen and... his bracket? <laughs> his Eastern Conference final is the Nets versus the Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have come to realize that I'm trash. So, but um, I I have Boston Celtics in in. Five or six. Bro, we'll soon, we'll soon get that two scenes guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Femi, what about you? Who do you have in the series? I'm like, two you know, me, I don't want Freddie Knotty right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, to be honest, I'm just going to be a basketball fan the rest of the playoffs. So you, you have no predictions? I actually have no prediction. Okay, we'll get into a crazy prediction, but that's we're gonna save that for last because I'm sure the listeners want to hear that. But we'll oh, start with uh, um, we'll start with Tyson Jackson Jordan game six, bro. Oh, I'm clear, bro. That 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 is one of the craziest phenomenons I've seen in my life. Like. There's just something about game six that makes that man go crazy. I, I don't yeah. get it. It's not normal. It's really not. People forget in that game where he um, first saw his ACL against the Raptors, where we eventually won. Yeah, 32. He was cooking. Yeah, 32 through three quarters. He was cooking. He was going to at least 45. At least. At least. At, at least, least 45. He finished that. He game. got injured around like the seven minute mark. And before that, he just hit a three. That, that was crazy. It was a, and then that was he an comes back and sw- switches two free throws on the turn ACL as well. Yeah, on the turn and it looked like he could play defense too. That's crazy. No, it's just something that's crazy. Game six. And then 11 threes in game six against against the OKC Thunder. Like like Uem said, he had no right to do that. He had absolutely no, no right. right. 
He um, saved the Warriors against he kept the Warriors in game six in the 2016 final. He kept them afloat. It was like kept them afloat. Yeah, but he lost. That was the but they lost. That was bronze 41, right? Yeah, that was bronze when he, 41. When he blocked Steph and told him, damn yeah. nigga. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Clay, Clay, Clay kept him, kept, Clay kept him afloat yeah. that game. Yeah, but um, that's like only game six. Hey, everyone was losing their minds when the Warriors lost by 50 something in game five, but I I didn't really think too much of it. I thought, yeah. I thought they were taking a game off, to be honest with you. Yeah, you like it happens, game. it happens in the playoffs. Credit to Memphis. Um, mm. they fought hard without Ja. Truth being told, they could have won game four as well without Ja. Truth being told, Steph did flop on that play. He did. But, but it's the same thing CP3. It's the same thing CP3 will get praised for. CP3 does that. They say, oh, my God, he's a smart CP3 player. CP3 is a cone, please. <laughs> he's a smart play, point guard, blah, blah, blah. So, big up the Warriors. They closed the series out in six games. What did you make of the series, Tosin? Um, well, Warriors, I had them winning that series just because seeing how Memphis made a lot of like bad decisions um, from their series against Minnesota, mm-hmm. I expected Warriors to win. And then when Ja got injured, when Ja got injured, I actually expected them to like win a couple of games and probably even take it to game seven because I I thought they would move the ball more without their dominant uh, ball handler. And um, a lot of other guys could get hot. And in, in the game, they won by 7,000 points. I thought that happened. Um, every, everyone was hot. Like, you know, they were yeah. making their shots. But the story for me was game six, in which they lost. Game six, Clay came to play. Everybody was shooting, firing on all cylinders. And Memphis was right there, open to towards the end. No, I don't think Steph had a pretty good game. You don't think he had a good I, I, don't, I don't think Steph had it. He, he, he's been better. But um, the man who had the game of his life was Kevon Looney. The man had 22 boards, 11 offensive rebounds. That's 11 extra possessions for you. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. In the playoffs? Oh, that's crazy. 20, yeah. I mean, Steph scored 29 points. Yeah. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't efficient shooting. But what I'm talking about is the totals, 30 points, 29 points, 12 points. Like, everyone, even Wiggins yeah, scored Even, even Draymond up. was, Draymond started the game way more aggressive than yeah. he in previous games. The, yeah. the shocking thing for me about the Warriors, though, is Steph's free throw shooting, though. Bro, it's like he's cursed. Like, I wonder what happened. <laughs> but I, I, I would say this about Memphis. They're going to be there for a long time. That's what I was going to say. For a long, 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 long is 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 only money that would separate these guys like um, space yeah. and, and the thing is, they need a better veteran voice. If they can uh, get a veteran voice, they would. Do you know who would damage. have fit in perfectly on this team? Iggy, CJ McCollum. CJ, he's in he's in the Pelicans CJ. right now. He would I, just I feel, because a lot of times the Grizzlies the fast paced job. He would just calm things down. Listen, it's the playoffs. I'll go get you a critical bucket. But another Jaron Jackson, just keep your head down. Keep going. Refine yeah, your offense. I wish they had CJ on that team. There's a player in there in Jaron Jackson. Like, he's an amazing player. Um, K- 
Kenyon Anderson, bro. I probably have a quicker release than that guy, man. <laughs> that man's yo. What how how did he make the NBA bro, do this? There, if there's if there's five seconds on the shot clock, trust me, it gets the, the man shot. is gonna take five seconds to shoot bro, that. Basketball. That is a shot clock violation, bro. I promise like, you. Bro, uh, I'm like, they call him Mr. Slow Mo. No, but 1,000%. The Memphis Grizzlies are going to be there for years to come. Like Tosin said, no, even no. with Steph Game 6, Clay firing, they were still there till the end. Yeah. And that's nothing but props to them. We'll, we'll see yeah. them for years to come. Uh, but yeah. the Warriors move on to the conference finals to face the one and only... Am I being called to the stands? The one and only... Yeah, no, call that call that guy to the stands. If you don't want to talk to him, I'll talk to him. We're coming into the stand again. Yeah, yeah, you're only you no, wait. I think no. Should we call him or Chris Paul first? Mm, yeah, let no we look at Luca is always quick. He's always quick because he you know he would dodge it. <laughs> right. So we can do Luca first. Let's talk about Luca. I mean, that's what a performance, bro. I mean, I was watching on the speaker this morning and Skip said. Um, when Luca made his first two threes, the songs were like, Yeah, game over, and that's what it looked like. Like, the man got the ball against DeAndre Ayton, twin twin, sidestep, corner three, pull up automatic, and he smiled after every bucket. It was like it was like a kiss of death. If after every <laughs> bucket, he was smiling to at the Suns crowd, at the Suns players, and that's the Luca special. That's the Luca special. Like the book, yeah, that is the yeah. Story. After the book said it, they've, <laughs> they, they've not and, smelled it. And I know, I because I talk to Femi a lot, I know how he feels about what Michael Jordan did in the playoffs in '89 against the Charlotte Hornets after they lost the game. And the man was with a cigar and a bat, and he said, So what? It's easy to talk when you have a five, six point lead. Let's see how it is when you know the game is zero zero. And Luca came out after they after the girl blown out in game five. And says, Oh, everybody acting tough when they up. And what does he do after that? He gives them the business. Gives them the business. Um, I also want to shout out Spencer Dinwiddie. Um who came out to play in one game. Femi's boys, but no, no, no. We have to pick him up for that game seven. Do you guys know what this is? It's Maggie. 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 Do you know what this is? In Spice. Nigeria homes, if you don't have this, you're not cooking, bro. That boy Spencer came to that game seven with a bag full of Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> bro, he got I can't lie, bro. he got the Andre 18 at the top of the key, went twin twin sidestep, pull up automatic. I said, Stop it, Spence. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do Luca got Cam Johnson at the top of the key. Went half spin, step back, pull up. I said, Luca, stop. They're dead. Stop. <laughs> it was literally, you know, all those movies when everybody's dead and the head criminal goes, shoot everybody else to make sure they're dead. <laughs> That's what the market <laughs> to them. And then you have Jalen Brunson come and give you 23 points in the second half. Bruh. Bruh. Come on, bruh. That was so unfair. That was so unfair. But pick up the whole Dallas Mavericks team. And I can't say enough about the job Jason Kidd has done. I, Absolutely. The clip of him telling, you know, Finney Smith, stay, stay, telling Breton, switch, trap, this and that. Like, bro, that's one of the best coaching clips I've seen in my life. But you're not going to get off easily. Do you have anything to say about Luca? 
Luca, Luca, Luca. He's no longer number 77. He said his name. <laughs> now nah, he even gave him a nickname. <laughs> so, um, I, I had this nickname for Lukaku. <laughs> All right. And Lukaku was the was went by Lukaka Lukiki. Because whenever yeah. with every step, he brought fear to defenders. Mm. There I say. There I say. Should I give Luca that nickname? <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell because yeah. because because all I say is this. All I say is this. At the beginning, when y'all asked me, beginning of the playoffs, what are your expectations for Luca and the Mavs? I said I have no expectations. I would just like for them to you show. Said you said songs in five. You said songs in five. I said songs in five. No, but wait, no, no, no. Before we even went into that bracket, you asked me what my expectations yeah, yeah. were for the Mavs, and I told you I had no expectations that you're just gonna have to show me something. Well, what I can say is. Uh, Luca is in the below top five list. So in the oh. top ten list, he's in the below top. He's in the below. Bro, hey, that's crazy. Do you understand? Luca went from not being that's... top fifteen to just under top five. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. I'm proud of you. I'm proud. Nah, of you. this is growth, bro. This is growth. And and I'm not talking about six, seven, eight. I'm talking about nine or ten, something like that. <laughs> no, don't worry, don't worry. We'll, we'll still take the growth as it is. We'll, we'll take the growth as it is. <laughs> we'll take the growth as it is, man. I can't say enough about Luca, bro. But but man, what made me make that decision was I didn't want to watch that game on purpose. I didn't want to watch that game. So I went off for a walk. So let's say I said I said I say it's halftime. I got the notification for halftime. I saw this one at 27 points and the uh, Mavs had like 50 something. I was like, okay, so you know what? Let's just check what's going on. Let's just check what's going on. I seen the Mavs at the same points <laughs> as the Suns by halftime. And, and they asked him, did you know? And he goes, yeah, of course, with another kiss of death, bro. And I looked at Buka, Ulua Buka. We'll get into the songs yet later because mm-hmm. the, we'll what they the did, song. what they did, what when I saw once I saw that, I honestly I'm a, like I I can't be I can't be delusional. I gotta give the man his props That's because cool. if I didn't if I didn't expect anything at the, at the beginning, he showed me something. He showed me something because my argument before was. What did he have to show? What did he have to show? What did he have to show? He's what on his way to his first conference. On his, on his on his way to his first conference finals. On my backing, on like my hating, like you know what I'm saying. I didn't want him to get there, even though I had no expectations. But he proved me wrong, and you gotta give the man his credit when he is. I'm a basketball fan at the end of the day. I can't hate that. I gotta I can't hate that. I, I gotta that. give him his credit when he's when he when it's due. So I respect that. Tosin, what about you? Um, for me, I've always known Luca was that guy. I've always known Luca is someone that can lead a team, someone that can put fear in anybody's hearts. What he did to that Clippers team alone, he was playing. Brunson was not who he is now. Um, Porzingis is Porzingis. He was <laughs> doing that alone to that yeah. Clippers team, taking them game seven. So I already knew who Luca was. What 
what I saw in this series was they're a team now. They have an identity. They have a coach. Mm. They play together um, on the defensive side and they play together on the offensive side. I saw a lot of possessions. Luca taking a break, saying Brunson, go do you. Saying um, Dimbidi, go do you. So, like, now he has that faith and um, yeah. belief and trust in his teammates yeah. now more than before. Not just passing the ball for them to shoot a three, but for them to actually run the play. He has that belief. And I like that identity yeah. on that team. Sorry to cut you short, right? But I, I, I did, I, I'll hold my hands up and say, I did not know Spencer Dinwiddie had this isolation game. I did I not watch, know. You didn't watch him in Brooklyn. Oh, Spencer, I did, did not he... know. Wow. I did not know. Actually, Spencer from New that. York City. I did not know. Oh, no. The, Bro. Spencer from... Um, uh, uh, no, I'm like, I knew, I knew he was a solid player. I knew, I like, when the when the Nets were able to keep him, even though that was... Because I didn't know he had turned his ACL at the time. But when they were able to keep him and still, you know... I'm actually disappointed in that too. Harden, I was like, Wow. I didn't know that man had that isolation game, bro. Imagine disappointing that team. Why do you think I used to? Who was like, carrying? Who was carrying the Mavs when Lukaka Lukake was not there? It's like, bro, his twin game is ridiculous, bro. Like, I don't, I don't know. There's just something about the way he sizes up a defender. It gives me Paul George vibes. Like he, he, he of course, he's not. He's not on the level of Paul George, but trust me, I did not know he had that isolation game. No, I he did not know. Like he used to carry Brooklyn, like he used to back carry in Brooklyn, day. like yeah, but like um, him and Karras. Levert got more praise. Um, what's the name? The guy that's been loading for seven years, uh, D'Angelo Russell. D'Lo. got more praise. Why? 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 Why will he catch his um? Didn't really scored like I don't know if he's multiple, but at least like a fifty-point game carrying Brooklyn, bro. I, yeah, like, that's right. I, I, no, I, I, I no, come better. on. I should do identity. Spencer, Spencer, be nice. Remember that Brooklyn team that used to dance on the bench? Yeah. It was because of Spencer. Yeah, he, he's nice, bro. He's Spencer nice. is nice. Spencer is nice. nice. I, it was, I was just sad that he got that ACL injury. Uh, if it was on the finished, net, they would have been doing damage. Finney Smith called him a microwave, and bro, I agree, man, because he was popping, bro. No, no, he's more J.R. Smith. Um, <laughs> I don't want to, like, down it, but when he's hot, you can't stop him. Yeah, but yeah. you know, it's yeah, more but big him up, he, he showed up in game six as well, five of seven yeah. point line. Yeah, so yeah. uh big up the Mavs on to their first conference finals. We'll give our predictions for the Mavs Warriors series. Can I get a solo um, camera on CP? Sure, the floor is yours. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> No words needed, bro. <laughs> what happened? You, what happened? Five straight bad games, Mister Chris Paul. Mister Chris Paul. I, 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 I have a start. I literally, I saw the start. The start was so crazy. I had to snap it. Um, in game six and seven, Chris Paul scored twenty three points and allowed thirty three as a primary defender. In um in the first eight games of the playoffs, Chris Paul was averaging 22.6 points, 9.9 rebounds on a very efficient 14 field goals attempt. I think he was shooting close to 50% from the field. We just won over one and a half turnovers a game. Last five games, the five straight bad games, 9.4 points, 
5.8 assists, seven field goals, and almost four assists, almost four turnovers a game. So his assist to turnover ratio has just from 14.9 to 1.6 to 7.2 to 3.6. Can you imagine? That's atrocious. Can you imagine? That is abysmal. No, I just want you to remove the Chris Paul mask and put Russell Westbrook and deal with it how you would have dealt with Russell Westbrook. I, 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 I'm going to give him the Russell treatment because you can't be called the point star and be treated like a mere mortal. And the man had one point through... <laughs> <laughs> he had one point through the first three quarters of a game seven. I saw and, that. And I then, saw that one point and, at halftime. And then down 40, he's pulling up from three. He... <laughs> I ain't never seen a dude so shameless in my life, bro. Pulling up from three, hitting mid-range, but and then he ended up with 10 Who does he want to blame? Who does he want to blame Harden? Do you know, Chris Paul hit a bucket to take the game from 80-37 to 84. <laughs> Bruh, come on, bro. <laughs> that performance will go down as the greatest job from my point of view. Wow. From my point of view, that you can't. No, no, no. You can't. Uh, f- first of all, Faye, they swept the Mavs during the season regular season series. They won. They they won the first two games. They had you, the Mavs number. Know, I, I was the only one that picked the Mavs to win the series. I remember yes. I was speaking to you guys after the first two games, and I was like, "Shit, I'm in trouble." Yeah, like the Suns have their number. So what? A, was it a defensive scheme? They no, wearing no, 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 no. It's just Jason Kidd, as far as I'm concerned, because um, Jason Kidd identified that if you put length basketball, I, I always say this when I talk about Trey Young, basketball at the end of the day is a big man sport, right? The best mm. player in the world is going to be a big man, like not necessarily like seven mm. foot, but like well, he has to be a big, yeah, tall. yeah. And they just put six nine Reggie Bullock on him, he has nowhere to go, he has nowhere to go, and then the decision to trap book off the pick and roll was just spot on for me. Yeah, that's, that's, you see, that's the one. That for is, me, that was the turning point in the series. That's how the Bucs even beat the Suns last, last year. It's the only way to get book off. And for team. me, it just shows the difference between a player of Luca's level and Booker's level because when Luca was getting trapped, switched on uh, in the pick and roll in playoffs against him, the man had 46 points. Getting trapped in the pick and roll, and then Devin Booker was what? I think he had zero point or three points in the first half. Booker, Booker and was three of fourteen from the field or something. And that's back to back bad games. I always say, if you're a superstar, you should not have back to back bad games in the playoffs. It doesn't right. work like that. Booker would have been top Sorry, regular season. What did you say? I was going to say Booker was going to be. I was going to place Booker in the top 10, currently playing in the NBA. Okay. After that performance, he top 20. Yeah. Yeah. Like, to, to, uh, we've not been to since your opinion. All the chips are on the line, and you have three points by halftime. Yep. In your I'm home. sorry. I've, I've, I, I, fought, I fought hard for you, bro. But you let me down, and I'm sorry. I got to turn my back. So, we haven't had your opinion. No. Um, I think the biggest thing I learned from these players 
like obviously like the decision to um double the book i think is amazing but what was more shocking to me was what pat bell said not the cone statement where he said cp3 is not as effective going to his left he, he can't make decisions um effectively going to his left or even finish around the hoop going to his left and i started to like play back iconic cp3 plays and I've never seen anyone going to his left. That's great. I didn't even hear that, but he, like immediately you said it. I just every CP3 pick and roll is to the left, is to the right. Every yeah. CP3 pick and roll. And he, he said before they started to force him to drive to the left. They would trap him from getting to that um um elbow, right elbow, elbow el- right elbow, and say you can go to the left, but he's not effective going to the left. And to me, it's like is this the end of CP3? Because people are going to hear what Pat Bev said and they're probably going to know how to like deal with CP. It's in not only now. that, it's not only them forcing him to go left, sorry to cut you short, but it's also them forcing him to defend. And so, so remember I was telling you mm-hmm. that the day with them, um, the day they went to nil down, I was telling you, Chris Paul, as great as a defender as he is, he's six foot, six one, six two max, if I'm giving him, you know, with shoes and shoes. everything, six yeah. two max. Luca is posting him up. That's cash money. That's mm-hmm. cash. You can say what you want about OCP's post defense. He's strong. That is, at some point, Jalen Brunson is posting Chris Paul up and cooking him. That's no. Size will always matter. Size will always matter in basketball. And, and uh, w- w- one last thing um, this guy said was, he said the Phoenix Suns team, Nobody drives to the hoop to kick outs. Like they don't, they don't collapse the defense to like make them overthink. Like, and I was thinking about it. Okay, the wrong place for Deep Book on the perimeter, the wrong place for Chris Paul on the perimeter. Like, no one is actually beating their man, going to the hoop, collapsing the defense and kicking out to get this guy. Obviously, open. if you you're thinking about this in hindsight now, but the Suns don't have consistent three point a consistent three point threat. Yeah, they were apparently the lowest um, yeah, they the shot takers. Yeah. They take a lot of long twos. And obviously I everybody knows if you know me, you know I prefer the mid-range because there's just something beautiful about you know being a mid-range expert. But for me mm-hmm. in this day and age that three ball is important. The three ball literally just kicked the reigning defending champions out of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, um, I also um, want to was... touch on DeAndre Ayton. Uh, there's there's talks of um him and Money having a collapse. Money saying you freaking quit on us, man. And I don't know. It's just the whole thing just seems messy. All of a sudden, from a potential dynasty, Phoenix just doesn't look like, you know, they crashed. And I don't know why they crashed. It, it just doesn't look as appealing as it did anymore. And I it, mean. The other when, when, yeah, I, I, I heard uh, Chris Paul has to always motivate him like, before every single game. And maybe it got exhausting for Chris Paul because, first of all, if DeAndre Ayton needs to be motivated every single game, that means he lacks natural motivation. Bro, to, if like, you dominate. need motivation to beat the white power, then I don't know what to say to you. If you're DeAndre Ayton, the first pick in a draft with Luca and Dre Young, you should look at the white power and lick your lips. That Ronaldinho made me your head. You know how Shaq said, have you ever tasted French barbecue chicken? 
ask him, have you ever tasted Canadian barbecue chicken? You should feast on him. Get, get, just... well, do, do you think anything has to do with the fact that they're in pain and how you could be the more Yeah, he didn't feel valued no. going into the season. No, no, no. Edo, it's a game seven. No, no, no. All, all, all things aside, it's game seven. For me, I, I put, I put at max 15% of the blame on 18. Everything has to be on CP and book. Because they win CP the chip, and... they win the chip, everything is on CP and book. Yeah. Right? That's that's the only two people they're talking about. And three points and one point by half time. They should be ashamed and, of themselves. And they said CP has lost uh, five games when he was the, um, up to zero. Up to that's zero. Not, that, that's that's not good. That's not a good start. Like I know everybody believe uh, talks about Doc Rivers, but well, that's the most in NBA history right now. Yeah, what's what's Chris Paul actually doing? Like this Scott Foster ref that game. It would have been an excuse. Now they're talking about uh Chris Paul had was playing on a quad injury. Stop, man. Stop. Stop. Like Chris Paul is a good leader and everything, but his game, his game, like I, I think at the end of the day, in today's day and age, the person that is primarily dictating all the plays has to be a good scorer. You can't just be like averaging 18 assists and do yourself. You can't actually score. Yep. They go back up. Yep, yep. Chris Paul is the perfect 80s, 90s point guard. He would win yeah. at least three championships in that time. In that day. Yeah. He, he would, in my opinion, he would have gone toe to toe with John Stockton. Like he's that mm-hmm. great of a point guard. His basketball IQ, you know, everything. But when you watch yeah. Luca, Luca is not the quickest. Like he's definitely not the fastest. Not the most mm-hmm. athletic, but what Luca makes you do is play at his own pace. Right. He takes the pace, and if mm-hmm. you're and if you watch the series against the Suns, if they're switching and they're getting DeAndre Ayton on him or Jake Crowder on him, all right, barbecue chicken, I'm gonna step back over you. But then if that's you, what I'm seeing, if you're Luka not switching, like counters, and if Go you're ahead. if you're not switching and you're putting Mikel Bridges on him, that's barbecue chicken in the post. Mikel Bridges did not stand a chance against Luca. Deep in Luca has clowned two out of three of the DPOY finalists this year. Look what he did to Rudy, and now look what he just done to Rudy uh, Mikel Bridges, who I thought should have been the defensive player of the year. Nah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Luca has believed in. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Go. 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 Yeah, I, I was going to say. Luca has like counter upon counter. Like if you make him go left, he can go left, and he will do something. If you make him go right, he can go right. If you plug the paint, he can do something on the perimeter, and that's just limitless offensive like powers. And it's just unfortunate that pointing it out now, Chris Paul, outside of the mid range on the right side or going right. It's kind of limited. It's, it's sad to see to know that. Low yeah. key, like I I know it's talking in hindsight. Would you guys feel like Book's offensive game is limited as well? No, no, no. Book has just Book has just faced a type of defensive scheme that he hasn't faced before, and he's going to learn from. So it. he's going to grow from this. Yes. To be fair, failure is key to growth, so I understand that. But the thing is, he could have said that again from last season, but. The stat from me that really pissed me off about the whole Suns is uh, Booker, why would you let Lucas score more points? 
One. Uh, Aiden, why would you let Luca grab more rebounds than you? Two. Chris Paul, why would you let uh, Luca have more assists than you? Mikhail, why would you let Bronson disrespect you? Should I tell why, you a crazy stat? Why would you have Luca get more steals than you? Should I tell you a crazy yeah. stat? In That's game crazy. six, Luca, like Luca, the man, Luca Doncic. I'll give him Luca Adigbenga Doncic. Mm. He had more points, more rebounds, more assists, more steals than Devin Booker and Chris Paul combined in that game. So you combine mm. the stats of Devin Booker and Chris Paul, and Luca had more points. No, I'm not saying in total, like in each aspect, more points, more rebounds, more assists, and more steals, and less turnovers. They had 13 turnovers, he had one. I think they had two steals, he had four. Um, he had nine assists, I think he had seven. Um, definitely, I rebounded them. They had 32 points joint, he had 33 points. That is a one-man wrecking army. And to think Luca was um, inefficient on the day. What happens if he makes four of eight from three rather than two of eight? What happens if he goes 14 of 26 rather than 10 of 26? <laughs> Bro, and this is just going to make me go into my next pick. Luca. It's probably going to be the best player in the Warriors series as well. He's probably the best player left in the playoffs. I know, you know, he hasn't really proved much. There's Steph, Curry. There's Steph freaking Curry left in the playoffs. There's Klay Thompson. There's um, Jimmy Butler. There's everybody. But in my opinion, he's going to make you dictate to the pace he wants to play against the Warriors. And I picked them, obviously, in the playoff special. And I'm sticking with it. I'm going with the Mavs to win the series in seven games. Y'all can call me crazy all you want, but we've seen this story before. I know, but the thing is, um, that uh, Warriors offense, please don't underestimate it. Um, what's it called? Memphis were projected to grab more rebounds than the Warriors, and the Warriors just totally out rebounded them. The, the Warriors had so many rebounds in game six. You know? And uh, the thing with... The Mavs is because they're so Luca centric. I get it. Uh, Spencer crossing, they have their spurts, but team wise, I just trust the Warriors team more. And I just face. feel like I said I it before, like, and I'll say it again the same way I trusted Ty Lue to make adjustments to put his team in the best situation to win a game, it's the same way I trust Jason Kidd to do the same thing for the Mavericks. Steve Kerr to be making adjustments. Steve Kerr is a great coach, no doubt, but Monty Williams is the coach of the year as well. Okay. And but I, Steve, but and Steve Kerr. Like I said, Luca is going to be the best player on the floor. If people, I don't if, like. If people join the party, like if a Jalen Brunson is to join the party, if a Spencer Dinwiddie is to join the party, if a home Finney Smith and Reggie Bullock are to join the party, I genuinely stand by what I'm saying. The Mavs will win the series in seven games. Also, what do you think? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, obviously, I hate Warriors. Um, just a, a spoiler. Well, but yes. object objectively, I just think um, Luca being able to like hunt matchups and being able to like expose matchups, like Warriors playing small ball. I think it's going to be a field day for Luca. Um, so like I'm I'm gonna go 
Mavs in seven because I just think first off defensively, Mavs Mavs have some really good individual players. Is it Nikita or whatever his name is? Frank Nilakina. Frank. That Nilakina. guy can defend and and um the reg- uh, bullock, bullock dude. CD yeah, they, they have hook where three or forty went guarded by Frank Nilakina. Yeah. So they have some really stout individual defenders. Obviously, um, Steph Curry and all these guys, you still get their, their stuff up. But I just trust Luca. Luca has, he has shown me things that... For me, for me the matchup that's going to be the most important is, is Luca going to be able to get the best of Draymond in the post? I feel like that's such a key area to Luca's game because he's 6'8", he can post almost anybody up in the NBA. So if Draymond can hold his own and then force Luca to make those step back threes, then I don't see a way for the um, Mavs in this series. But if Luca can get down in the post, beat Draymond, get his own, get a couple and ones like he did in the Sun series, oh, it's gonna be a long day. Me, me personally, I think key for Warriors is not to get Draymond on Luca at any point because Draymond will be in foul trouble. Luca is too evasive He's and too crafty, crafty. Too crafty. Yeah. Just don't get in foul trouble. Femi's not having it. <laughs> I've just I've seen against PJ Tucker in his younger age. I've seen uh, what I'm going to say is I've seen Steph go zero in the first half and come back and score 33 on his ass without KD. And he had Iggy instead of a Jordan Poole. This is nothing and, against uh, Steph. It's nothing against Steph. I'm, I'm, not even, I'm not even saying that you're even digging against the team. It's just like, I have seen them been there and done that. And that same thing that they talk about championship art, that stuff's a real thing. Especially when the whole team is there. That stuff's a real thing. So I, I just don't want to doubt. I give the Mavs a chance. I'm saying that. Hey, they, Luca has he's blown the doors wide open. The doors are wide open for him to just walk through it, right? But I'm just mm-hmm. saying, Warriors are standing at that. They're standing on the other side right now, you know. And they might one. No, no, no. I agree with you. Like the party. by no means or by no. no stretch of imagination is this going to be an easy series. I just I don't think. So, I don't know. I saw, I, I saw something with the Mavs and Luca in the regular season. That made me pick them to win Phoenix and pick them to win the Warriors. And having, you know, been doubled down on it, I'm not about to change my pick. You know, Luca has reassured me that what I was seeing was not crazy. So we'll see. Right. We'll see. The thing is, I know <laughs> those three, those three grades, stuff I play, they've seen it all, man. By the next episode, we could potentially know our final matchup. Like, I mean, those three have seen Braun in his prime. They have, they can't scare no Luca. I understand. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I understand. That. They've seen Braun in Braun, Braun, what Luca is doing in terms of stats, stats wise, right? In terms of stat wise, Luca is doing the exact same thing in terms of production of points, assists, and rebounds, steals, and stuff like that. So they have seen a Play a centric offense. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So I just trust. I just trust them to adjust better to that than the Mavs. But, but they don't. They don't. They don't have the same. 
stout defenders they had back. You you wait, you even remember off the bench they had um Livingston. Livingston could not miss. The greatest mid some... shooter God has ever made. Yeah, they had some really good yeah. um off the bench guys. Right now, they only have one off the bench guy that I can really like. Iggy was off the bench. Confident. Iggy was off the bench too. And right now, it's just Jordan Poole. And when Jordan Poole is is playing, they are playing small ball. And I think I, that's a few days for Luca. I just Luka. don't think there's any positive defensive matchup for Luca on the Warriors. Yeah. Like this I mean, Wiggins is six seven long. I'm just saying, I'm not saying Wiggins, that Wiggins will be the best option. He'll be the best Wiggins option. Be the no, best no option. doubt. No doubt. They so might slap is... Porter on him. No, no, no. That's 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 barbecue chicken. Okay. I'm just yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just delicious, saying delicious. to just to just slow him down look for a possession to just get him get him a stop. I'm just saying. Uh, we've spent a lot I'm of time saying. on this episode. So uh, quickly, let's let me just get your biggest winners and losers of the week. Uh, losers, the Suns, right? Like, no doubt. No doubt. Losers, the apps. They need to take that L with the Luca out of oh, the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you stole my joke. You, I, I was surprised you didn't use it. He knew I was going to use it on him. I called him yesterday and I said, I have a new nickname for Luca. And he's like, What? I'm like, Oh, yeah. I started calling him Uka. He's like, Uka, why do you call him Uka? Because I'm like, because you took the L in his name. And now you stole <laughs> Nah. Well, the, well, the songs are taking the L out of his name, man. That's, that's fair. That's fair. The L out of lover is over. It's over. Uh, so you have the songs as the biggest loser, your biggest winner? Biggest loser. Biggest winners, ask me my ask me them, uh, the Mavericks right. or, the, or, the, or the Boston Celtics. Tell us what about you? Um, f- for my biggest losers this time is like a team of people. They come together in marriage. Hard and in three and book. Yes. <laughs> How did I know? <laughs> it's James Harden, because James Harden's um contract and his his career is in jeopardy. Yeah. Um, C- CP three, his legacy has been questioned all time high at this point, and is is time running running now because Clippers are coming, yeah. and book. Book, I mean, book not so much, but still. Yeah. That's Your biggest it. winners? My biggest winners, uh, um, my biggest winner, uh, it's probably Jason Tatum, to be to be honest. That Jason game, Tatum has taken that next crazy. step. That game six was Yeah. Crazy. My biggest loser, of course, bro. Of course. It's going to be the, the, the Suns. And, you know... But Bev really went into ESPN and was like, I stopped by one of my biggest hitters funeral today just to make sure that nigga was dead. And, trust me, and trust me, CP was dead, bro. That man pulled up to ESPN and pulled a Pat Bev trick, yo, man. He don't, play, he don't guard nobody on Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I respect it. So the song's got to be my biggest loser. My biggest winner, man. Tyson, Jackson, Jordan. Game six. Like, I don't know. Did you guys see the video of the story compared yeah. to the music? Yeah, yeah, I thought that. That. that was too cold, bro. You can't even argue about that. Yeah, I, no, it was, it was cold as hell. It was cold. Yeah, but I, I've got to go with Clay and, of course, my guy, Luca, man, the Mavericks. This is the first player. They, they won their first playoff series in 11 years against the Utah Jazz, and they've been to their first conference finals in 11 years. Who knows? They could potentially be going to their first finals in 11 years and could potentially be winning their first title in 11 years. 
We'll find out. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm no longer seeing boss man on my TV show. <laughs> For real, that man, that man is bro, bro, at least, at least he can have a second career impersonating Bonaboy. You should just learn the no. lyrics. No. <laughs> <laughs> if he learns the lyrics, to yeah, he's good, man. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. All is, All is, is, what? <laughs> We're not going there. Yeah, but we've learned the, we've reached the episode of we've reached the end of another episode of the court cast. Um, as you can see, we called a lot of people to this stand today, and the procession took long, which is why this episode took a minute. But still, we hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Um, this is also the episode where Femi gave his life to Christ and decided that Luka Doncic was a good player. We thank God for that, and we thank you for coming on this show, Femi. <laughs> Well, um, I'm human. I'm still a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, straight out of work, into bed, and mm-hmm. then back onto the episode. Thank you for coming, T-Shirt. I know it's, it's literally almost 12 a.m. right now, so thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. That's 1 a.m. on this one. Yeah, wow. And um, oh, thank you to wow. Luca for proving me right. The whole weekend, I was just posting everywhere, telling everyone, one day you'll realize I'm always right. So thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. So you better hope Norwich wins. Bro, no, that's a prayer request. That's not a prediction. <laughs> uh, I would also like to thank Spencer Dinwiddie for pulling up to that game with a bag full of Maggie. He ended up... You know, mm. My boy Spencer Didi. <laughs> ah, that's my guy. Yeah, but um, thank you for listening to another episode of Recordcast. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram. Give us a follow on Twitter. Um, check us out on all podcast streaming platforms. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend, tell a friend to listen to the podcast. We'll see you in the next episode where we would find out who is playing the NBA Finals. Thank you. Right. It's a slam time production.